0: Before we get started, let me just say thanks for tuning in and don't expect much in the way of production values. My voice sounds like shit, my equipment is shitty, and uh, I don't know how to use it. So uh, right about now there should be some intro music, so... That'll have to do. Now let's uh, get in there. Welcome to the Retro Dork Podcast. I am retro dork and i am here to talk about video games and finance i don't have any money but i sure like talking about it i have a few games and i like talking about some of them and uh we're going to get into some numbers here it's going to be dry it's going to be boring it's going to be half-assed and incompetent but uh maybe you'll get a giggle out of it and maybe you'll learn something but that's highly unlikely. So tune in for the original inaugural episode of Retro Dork right here, right now. And we are going to be covering Super Mario Brothers 3, as if that wasn't obvious enough. Super Mario Brothers 3 is a well-known game, and I wasn't going to cover it right off the bat, but here we go. Let's get in there. There's lots of data on this one, and let's take a look. In case you don't know, Super Mario Bros. 3 is a platform game developed and published by Nintendo for the NES, or Nintendo Entertainment System, released in Japan on October twenty third, 1988, and we over in North America had to wait until February 12, 1990, and in Europe... You had to wait till August 29, 1991, so imagine the anticipation built up for this thing. It was developed by Nintendo Entertainment Analysis and Development, led by Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. It's a platformer, you control Mario and Luigi, you must save the princess, she's in one of the castles, you're trying to beat bowser again not like in mario 2 where they put that frog guy in which is also a very good game but uh not quite as well regarded as super mario brothers 3. it was of course praised by critics for its challenging gameplay and listed as one of the greatest video games of all time all of this stuff you already know it's not shocking at all and it is the third Best-selling NES game with more than 17 million copies sold worldwide. So if you don't have one and you want to rush out and get one, there's more than a few of them floating around. It was remade on a bunch of other systems. It came out on Super Mario All-Stars for the Super NES, Game Boy Advance, Virtual Console, Switch Online, Classic Mini, You can play this on pretty much anything. But if you want to get an original copy, where are you gonna go first? Well, that depends. Do you want just a loose cartridge copy of this thing? Then eBay is probably your best bet. But if you want to be one of the hyper rich super elite collectors and own a graded sealed one, maybe even a first printing, you could pay a lot more than the 15 20 dollars that the loose cartridges are commanding at the moment. Would I like to have one of those? Sure, there's other games I'd rather have more, but I certainly wouldn't turn one down if I was ultra-wealthy, which I am not. I own one sealed game, And it was cheap as dirt, and I'm happy to have it. The reviews of this game were phenomenal. Nines, tens, what was so good about it? Let me see. It is a two-dimensional side-scrolling platformer! And it was lauded by the video game press. That's a pretentious word just to say that everybody fucking liked it. Widely considered to be one of the best games released on the NES. Here we go. We got some 98% reviews. 35 out of 40. 98%, 93%, 98%. And as I mentioned before, it is mega selling. So, wow. If you're into retro games at all, I imagine you've got at least one copy of this line around. But if you don't, Let's see what you will pay for a loose cartridge. On eBay right now, you will pay somewhere in the range of $17 to $20. Not bad. Not bad for one of the best games of all time. You could pay a little bit more for the Left Brothers variant. Or you could pay a nice bit more if you wanted the box and the manual as well. What's well, a good CIB selling for these days? CIB. This guy wants a thousand dollars for it. That's that's a bit much. $71.99.99. 99. That one's up to $27. Here's another couple of prices that are really bonkers that no one's ever going to get. But I think it's fair to say that a CIB will set you back somewhere between 50 and a hundred dollars and that seems very reasonable but if you wanted a mint one and a first print with the bros on the left hand side of the box instead of where they moved it over to the right because I have no idea why but People really love the Left Bros one because it's the first print and it's a whole lot harder to find. Here we go. We got a Left Bros complete. CIB went for $203. So there you go. Depending on where you like your bros, bro, you could pay a lot more for one if you really wanted to. Now, the sealed market is a whole different story, and we'll get into that after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by... I can't believe it's not butt hair. Tastes just like real butt hair, but with half the cholesterol. Now with 30% more dingleberries. Now back to the show. Alright, let's get in there and take a look at the high-end sealed market for this game. On November 20th, 2020. a what a a graded 9.2 A plus sealed. Left Bros first production. This is at the height of the COVID bubble. It's sold for the paltry sum of one hundred and fifty six thousand dollars. That is that's a significant amount of money for one game. Especially considering there's seventeen million of these things. average time 17 million is a lot so it's obviously not a rare game but i mean how many of these stayed sealed quite a few if we wanted to look up the population report which we do we will find that super mario brothers 3 as of the taping of this podcast has 317 total graded sealed copies obviously as far as sealed games go it's pretty easy to find mind you back in 2020 we didn't have population reports at all and quite possibly the people in this market were under the impression there was less copies out there bouncing around now you can make an argument for this left bros 9.2 probably being the top of the pop at the time right now there is three 9.4s so that means there's three graded higher and there is four at the 9.2 so that's six more copies that are at least as good as this one assuming the seal ratings are comparable So it's not exactly one of a kind, but holy cow, of the three hundred and seventeen, only seventeen were left bros. So I will give you that. The left bros copy is what? One fifteenth? Somewhere between one fifteenth, one eighteenth. As common as the regular right bros one so yeah no that's that's a pretty neat find but still if i paid one hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars for a game i would want to think i was getting the best one in the world that's just me that's worth more than my house i wouldn't want to spend that kind of money on a game unless i was insanely wealthy and even then i don't think i would spend the money to get A Super Mario Brothers 3, just based on the fact that it's pretty balls common as it is, so I just don't see it. I would like to own a sealed one at some point, but I would be perfectly content with one of these sub 6.5s with, say, an oval seal on it, French and English on it. It wouldn't matter to me. I would just take any one sealed because I do like the game it's probably in my top 10 favorite nes games it's not my favorite by any means but the game is goddamn incredible i will give it that so we got this one here which is the 9.2 a plus sealed sold for 156 and the next closest is a 9.4 which is higher than that but it only has a b seal so how much weight do you put on the B seal? I have no idea. If I was buying a graded game, I would just want it to look good from the front. I don't even really care about the number on top as long as it looks good from the front. It's not completely shit hauled, then I'm fine with that. This one here is also a left bros and it sold for $120,000. So still a crazy amount of money and you work your way down here is one of the top ones 9.8 a plus plus sealed later production right bros 60 grand that you can see it's uh quite a premium put onto the left bros and we got another couple of 9.8s there 9.0 yeah the left bros even in 9.0 sold for 40 and the most valuable right bros went for 60. So, I mean, yeah, there's a damn noticeable premium on the left bros. And I can't blame anybody for wanting that one because it's a noticeable difference. It's a pointless but noticeable difference for anybody who wants to show off their elite level God tier NES collectibles as I'm scrolling through here there is lots of copies over the last few years that have sold in the 20 thousands lots of nines point sixes, nine point eights. mostly right brothers obviously here's a wide uh, 5.0 B plus sealed left so I mean even a 5.0 sold for 20 grand and I mean you're talking right brothers right brothers i think they made a plane but yeah no super mario brothers 9.4 a sealed right sold for eighteen thousand. so you compare that to the 20 grand that the 5.0 left bros sold for and there you go and i kind of make fun but at the same time i would love to have any of this kind of stuff to show off to anybody who would listen but anybody i showed that to wouldn't listen i'm positive of it no one gives a shit what i think about my sealed boxes (laughs) and here we go the most recent sale we've got here of a what a 7.5 a plus seal right brothers so i mean you know not in minty condition you know but uh not beat the shit either of wright brothers and earlier this month sold four ding 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 ding, ding less than two thousand dollars sixteen hundred and eighty including the bars premium that is one hell of a drop-off i know it's only a 7.5 and it's only a right brothers but 1680 sounds damn near affordable Scroll back a little bit. Early November, we got a 9.6A sealed, very nice, and that sold for just less than ten thousand at 8,400, which is still substantial but noticeably cheaper than all of the other ones, especially with a 9.6A grade like that. That is uh these uh, numbers are getting way more manageable. For somebody who has a shit ton of money. And here you go. What a 9.4 B sealed left brothers. I mean, earlier on, those were selling, you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. This one's sitting at twenty-six thousand four hundred. And that was earlier in November. And this is twenty twenty-two. We're looking at this. So, you know, if anybody ever listens to this, these numbers won't mean fuck all to you, but at the time of this uh recording, prices are significantly smaller than they were. 9.8a plus sealed. Wright brothers, twenty two thousand eight hundred. Still. Still not still not fucking cheap. But the fact that here, here's a challenge set one. 7.0a sealed went for less than a thousand dollars now i mean obviously the challenge set has that ugly sticker right through the middle of it and i really can't see anybody wanting that i would rather have a you know a poor quality one without that sticker i would much rather have something that's beat to shit but still displays nicely without that goddamn sticker on it and here you go basement dwellers this one here 6.0 c plus sealed looks fine to me from here 492 dollars gee whiz if i max out my credit cards and pawn everything i own and you know mortgage my house i might be able to get one and here we go we got some CIBs going for a couple of hundred so there you have it the price on these is going down and let's see what's available at this moment right now there is one up for bid on heritage and it is sitting at forty one hundred dollars with one day left and it's a 9.6 a right brothers so as you can see the prices are not completely in the toilet but still ah, beverages I like beverages if you uh invested and I'm using the word invested very loosely here if you had bought one at I don't know the multiple tens of thousands of dollars I would be very concerned if what else can you say? There, the prices are going down on a lot of this stuff. Obviously, the big franchises like Super Mario and Zelda are holding up a little better than some other really high-end ones because, well, they're still insanely popular. Just, just the demand is not as crazy, and the economy is not helping. So there you have it. If you wanted to pay an astronomical amount of money for a WADA-graded game, as Super Mario Brothers 3, you could have paid well over $100,000 for it. And if you brought it back into the market today, I'd say you'd be sitting at a noticeable loss. So, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be poor and not be able to play in this market. But I do sure like talking about it. So there you have it for our Heritage Auctions Rundown on uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 price history. I know there are other auction houses, but uh, obviously the uh, big money really uh, kicked in over at Heritage. Between Golden and Certified Link, they can uh, bring in some serious money too, but uh, I think we'll WADA and Heritage pretty much have the market cornered for the really high-end stuff so uh do i want one do i ever see myself getting one of these uh yeah sure there's probably about 10 other games i would rather put my money into first but uh, i would love owning one of these too. i do really like the game and it is very very iconic so uh where can you find me I am mainly on Instagram at, well, RetroDork. So you can follow along on there if you want. So thanks again. And I will talk to you next time. And now it's time for listener questions. You might find that odd because this is the first episode and we have no listeners. Well, I imagine if we had a listener, they would ask a question something like, If money was not an object, which game would you like to have? Well, I'm glad you asked that, listener. My my Holy Grail is a sealed copy of, get this now, Friday the 13th for NES. Didn't see that coming, did you? I own four copies of it now. They're all loose. One has a really shitty box, so I still consider it loose. And one shitty manual. So I technically I have a shitty complete one. But I want the world's best most pristine most elite graded one i want the the vga 100 or the wada 9.8 a plus 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 or 10 or whatever the top is of the population report at the time that's the game i want i love that game i love the artwork on it it's as wonky as hell i can't get very far in it anymore i finished it when i was a kid The music was creepy the map was completely messed up completely ass backwards and jason would pop out of nowhere and he would pop up in this weird purple suit with the blue face mask and none of it made any sense at all but all i know is if you managed to get the torch you were you had a pretty good chance of kicking his ass as long as you could pass the torch around and survive long enough so there you have it that's what i would buy if money was not an object unfortunately it's a very big object but on a positive note prices for graded games have been trending downwards so uh, who knows maybe eventually i will be in the market for the world's best shiniest most uh most what rare most unique copy most sealed up copy of friday the 13th ever yeah yeah no that's uh i could go for that there you go i'm glad you asked that listener thanks for calling in fun fact about super mario brothers 3 john romero and john carmack of id software pre-wolfenstein pre-doom went out of their way to attempt to port super mario brothers 3 over to the pc and they did they got it to work They brought it to Nintendo and Nintendo said, no, we don't care for that. And well, nothing ever came of it, but it was a neat thing that they got it to work. So that was really cool. So if you've made it this far into the episode, I would like to thank you for sticking around for the very first episode of Retro Dork. There will be many more episodes and we will talk about more retro games and the market surrounding them. And an extra special thanks to all of our patrons over on Patreon. I will now read off the list of all the retro dork fanatics. Thank you.